in Romans uh, 28. We're going to read Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And that a lot of uh, people take that verse or parts of that verse and say, uh, we know that all things work together for good. Well, that's, a, that's misapplying what it's saying, and it's not reading the scripture as it's, as it's written there. And we're going to break that down, and we're going to look at some other passages in uh, and parts of the Romans 8 and other places too. But a couple of things I'd like to to point out. We had a, on Wednesday, we kind of looked at a thumbnail sketch of what we're going to do. And that this verse can be broken down into several parts, and we're going to do some of that. The, and it can be broken down as the first part or a part would be, and we know, and the second part, that all things, third part, work together for good, in the fifth part, to them that love God, and six, to them who are the called according to his purpose. There's some qualifiers there that's not just it's not just a platitude that we put on the wall that says that we know that no matter what all things work together for good. Um, that's per, not only simplistic, but it's it's missing a lot of what the what it's what it's saying here. And uh, in Jeremiah, turn to Jeremiah verse or chapter twenty-nine, a verse in there that is just chapter twenty-nine that is uh, this the word Jeremiah coming to those that that um, were carried away captive to Babylon. This is the word of the Lord through Jeremiah to those that were carried away captive. We're going to start in verse 4 and reading down a bit. It says unto the residue of the elders which were carried away captive. Verse 4, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Build ye houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives, and beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons, and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, that ye may be increased there and not diminished. Seek the peace of the city, whither I have caused you to be carried away captives, and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams, which you have caused to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. For thus, verse 10, For thus saith the Lord, that after seventy years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. Verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think Toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. That is, that is pretty comforting. God's people, that God 
is doing those things and has thoughts towards us to bring us to an expected end. And we're going to see some of what that expected end is. And not, and uh, uh, if you read in here, and, and as they were carried away captive, I'm sure that there were those carried away captive at the time didn't just say, well, we, another great adventure that we're going on, and we're, I'm, I'm sure some of them were down in the mouth a bit when they were carried away captive and did not see this as a great adventure that we know we're going to get our expected end out of it. I, I think that some of them probably didn't see it from that point of view. But here, it's what it says here, that they had an ex- expected end. He, God, knew what that end was for his people not just physically in that particular time, and he says they're coming back from, coming to come back from uh, uh, Babylon, but also that, um, more importantly, in an eternal, in the eternal meaning and sense of that, we have an expected end, and that is to be with Him, whom we have our faith and our trust and our hope in is in our Lord Himself, and be with Him where He is and like Him. And that's the expected and not just hope for someday type in, but expected that God's people expect that. And that's the end that God is working all things toward. With, uh, I'd like to, by explanation also of the first uh, of that verse, a couple of thoughts by Henry Mahan in his Sunday school exposition of Romans it speaks about this verse here and some things it talks about all things where the verse as we looked at it all things and he breaks that down into five different things categories that he just says and says God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit all work for good to them that love him called according to his purpose all good angels ministers and rulers work together for good. All evil beings, such as Satan, works together those things that God determines and has has uh, uh, said will happen and determined will happen. All good events as peace, prosperity, health, and happiness. Now those things we can kind of agree to pretty easily. All those things worked. And fifth one that he makes a point of, all bad events that is, war, famine, sorrow, sickness, and death all work together as God has purposed for the good of them that love him that are called according to that purpose. And the, the purpose that he has called his people to is to, to glorify him and that these things all work together for that. In everything. And that's, that's like um, if, if God's sovereign if he's sovereign, he's sovereign in every area of all things. He's not just partially that. He's not, he's not in the areas where we determine we would like him to be sovereign. It is, he either is or is not. And the same way all things, as he says here, all things work for, together for good. We don't often understand that or see that or or are pleased with what situations we are in, but we still by his spirit reveals to us and puts that into us that we believe these things and just as he is sovereign in all things all things as it says here work together for good according to his purpose 
They all cooperate under God's purpose for us. Every, all those pieces fit together and work and, and uh, do such marvelous things that the purpose is not only expected, it's assured that in that for his people. And for good, eternal good, with Christ, like Christ, being called by his grace, that we understand and know some of those things and believe those things. As Job in verse uh, chapter nineteen twenty five of Job where he says, I know my Redeemer liveth, and on the earth shall stand, and I'll see him. And that was not just um, a, a platitude or, or uh, nice things about when Job was going through good times, because we know Job went through a, some times that were not very good. And he still, uh, God revealed to him by his spirit those things that are surely believed, and he surely believed those things. The... Um, Turn to Genesis for just a second or two. In the second chapter, two places, two places that we look at, that we're going to just look at two verses and and uh, as it fits in with what we're what we're speaking of here, of uh, uh, chapter two of Genesis. God's commanding Adam in the in the garden, verses 16 and 17, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree in the garden thou mayest eat freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. That is a that is a statement of what God is commanding Adam that what you can do, what you cannot do, but also it's a prophecy of that in the day that he ate of that, he was going to die. That wasn't God saying, well, we'll see what happens, and if you if you don't eat of it, good, and if you do eat of it, bad. God ordained all things for his honor and glory and for our good and the good of all of those that are in the Lamb's Book of Life, of his people. This was a, a, a sure prophecy. It was going to happen. It wasn't, it wasn't we waited until he, they ate of that fruit to find out what, the, what was going to happen. We know that the lamb was slain long before that time and that the, the, the true sacrifice for God's people for righteousness was sacrificed long before Ad, excuse me, Adam ever came along. And then in chapter 3, Three uh, verse that we go to a lot, not just this verse, but to the the passage here, and it says in verse three fifteen of of Genesis, and I'll put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And that verse speaking to the serpent, and that that. Uh, one that was going to accomplish this was that lamb was was God the son that was going to take care of that issue of righteousness for his people and that that is a not just a sure word of prophecy that we have 
But it was a promise that to God's people of all time that that is how it is taken care of, and only only that. And these are not things that God reacts to anything that has ever happened or will happen, but all things are working together to carry out those purposes and decrees of God. There's there's no there's no reaction to anything. God does not react to anything. God is not sitting back and watching to see what will happen and will take care of some issues that come up. It it's hard for us. We can't comprehend it intellectually, but we can believe it because he causes us to be able to believe those things. And if if we could not believe those things and it was just how we could understand intellectually, we would be completely lost not just spiritually lost, but we'd be lost in in all areas because we can't we can't we don't have the faculty for that. We can't we can't not only understand those things, spiritual things, but we can we can't comprehend them. We can't believe them. We have no faculties there if God does not do these things. And part of the uh, I think people often take that verse Romans eight twenty eight as a physical here and now type thing. It's not a promise that all things good for our work together for our comfort and our health, well-being and happiness in a physical sense. A lot of times that does happen, but we know there's a lot of there's a lot of as it says here um war, famine, sorrow, sickness, death that comes in in life that we have in our lives and we uh, other people's lives, everybody's life. But those things all are fitting together for the good of God's people. It's just, um, and these are not, like I say, these are not, we'll, it'll, we'll see if it works out. It may not work out how we would do it or plan something, but we find out what God's plan and God's purpose was and how things fit together in, 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 uh, in our lives and in lives of others. I would like to turn to 1 Corinthians. Uh, uh, just a minute. Before we get there, turn to Psalm 17, if you would, please. All the, the Psalms right through this particular area 16 17 18 speaking of the of the the lord our strength and our salvation and uh, of those things he gives to us and is for us in psalm 17 uh, and verse Let's start verse 14, it says, 13. Arise, O Lord, verse 13, disappoint him, cast him down, deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword. From men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world, which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure, they are full of children, and leave the rest of their substance to their babies. As for me... I will behold thy face in, in righteousness. I will be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. The, the expected end that God's people have. And 
And um, our life is not a life of physical sorrow always. We have much joy and much pleasure that God allows us to have. Much uh, physical um, uh, things that we have. How we live in, in um, much blessed people in many ways uh, that we are physically. Uh, but that's not the goal and that's not the end in line in mind. It was like Abraham who had his uh, looking for a city whose builder and maker was is God and not those things built by hands and and not the saddest this up here speaking about those things that satisfy men by nature are not those things that that satisfy God's people and that they are not looking for those things in and of themselves. And it says, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I will be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. And in this this world, we're not going to... There's a lot of things that we're not pleased with or not that, that appear to go contrary to how we would have them. But the, the, the hope and what we still are headed towards by God's doing is that we will awake that day with his likeness in his presence and we will see him as he is and we will be like him it says and those are the those are the the things that we're uh, that we are holding to and looking to and then in the in the book of 1 Corinthians in the first chapter of 1 Corinthians In the, in the book of First Corinthians, I for a long time viewed this as you, you knew by some by different books what they were kind of for or what they were about. And the book of First Corinthians was those Corinthians really had some issues that need straightened out. And Paul was gonna he was gonna straighten those guys out. But we have to, as other portions of Scripture, we have to see what's going on here, who he's talking to, and why he's talking to them. Be, and he does he does give some correction and some direction and some issues, but first he sets their eyes on who and how they stand before God. And each issue that he deals with, he he puts them back in the same place. It, it's not just a, a way to to beat them down or something, but it's a way to to um, correct but to put their eyes on who they stand in and what what purpose is at work in their life and in God's people's all God people's life in first in the first chapter of first corinthians uh start with verse 1 Paul to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes our brother unto the church of God which is at Corinth to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus called to be saints with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And then uh, verse 5, it says, that in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, 
even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. Uh, was confirmed in you. So that, verse 7, you come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. It's to God's people is who this is, this is directed to. Uh, all of the scripture is directed to God's people. It's, it's not for general use of all mankind. It was, it's, it's the word of God to God's people. It addresses men of all standing, both his people and be, be, the sheep before they are called in, what condition they are in by nature. And uh, it is, it's not for the, it's not for the, um, uh, the masses as a whole. It's, it's, the gospel is given out to every man. It only applies to those who are the called according to God's purpose. And that's the purpose of the scriptures being given. And then uh, skip down to ver in the same chapter uh, to verses uh, 29 through 31, the end there. It says that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And here by God, those, those things that we uh, 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 are desperate need of as fallen sinners, the Lord, the Lamb slain, is the only one that can provide them and is those things to his people. It said that he is made unto us those things and those those things um, that are necessary spiritually speaking and those things as God deals with each of his people work together for that good. We, it, they'll work together for physical good too. We, we have many, like I said, many physical blessings and things that we are, are, are glad to have and thankful to have but those things are those things can fade away in a moment. Health, health, riches, whatever can fade away in a moment. Uh, peace can turn to war uh, and those type of things. But those are not how, what the eternal standing of God's people are based on. But they're all working together to the end that all of God's sheep will be called in. And those, all of those things work together for that purpose. And... and uh, uh, they they work together for the good of all of God's sheep, not just some of them or, or partially. But and and that's a hard. It's hard to to wrap our mind around, but it's something that we have to be given the 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 faith and the the um, spiritual mind to believe those things. And, and and we do. It's just if God is not in control of all things, we're in a tough spot. If if he's not sovereign over all things, we were we are in a tough spot. We will not come to God by faith of our own doing. We just it is not it cannot and will not happen in it only by God doing those things, and all those things that 
that we're aware of, many things we're not aware of are working to, to uh, not only to, to uh, feed and to encourage and nourish the sheep, but those to bring the sheep uh, into the fold. Um, let, verse, um, or Second Timothy, go to Second Timothy, if you would, please, with me. Second Timothy in the in the first chapter to start with. First Timothy chapter one. I'm part sorry. Second Timothy. I was in First Timothy. Okay, Second Timothy chapter 1, starting with verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, for, nor of me his prisoner. Be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel, according to the power of God, who hath saved us, and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Um, Verse 13. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. And we're going to get to verse 12 in just a minute. But up here in verse in verse 8 verse 9 it says who saved us and called us with an holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began and again that in particularly according to his own purpose and grace before the foundation of the world, that found that purpose and grace was given to us. We had a purpose. And we we had a purpose and grace was given us, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. This isn't God seeing some people will be better than others and will will take care of that before the world began. And of the of the two it speaks about the twins several times it says before they were ever born before they ever did any good or evil much longer before that before their parents were born grandparents were born Adam was born this world created before then there was a purpose and grace given to God's people through Jesus Christ our Lord and then down here in verse 11 he says he's appointed a preacher and an apostle a teacher of the Gentiles for the which cause I'll suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know I'm believed and persuaded as able to keep that 
which I've committed unto him against that day. <clears throat> and as it's, a lot of time, this half of this verse is taken uh, to this, but based on those other things, and not just based on the words of them that says that we were given purpose and grace in him, not just the, the, uh, 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 the written word we have, but the Spirit revealing those things to us, to him, that we can say that. <clears throat> I've been losing my voice. I hopefully it'll, it'll last a little longer. But um, those things in the purpose and the, the carrying out of those is where this ver- verse 28 of Romans we've looked at. All, how all things from eternity past to, to the last sheep bring, being brought in, all those things are working together for, to carry out his purpose, which is the good of his people and for his honor and for his, his glory. And we can say, as, as he said in here, Paul said in here, I know I believed because he has given that to us. Not just because we can read the words of it and say, "Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good, pretty good statement." We like that. Um, there are a lot of scripture that we truly appreciate that are blessing to us, but it's not just because they were, <clears throat> as the words of them are written, right or how we um, pleasant to us, but because of what they they truly mean and what the what the intent and the purpose behind them was to God's people. In Ephesians chapter, a couple of places, but in the first chapter of Ephesians, turn with Ephesians chapter 1. And the starting with verse 1 and down a ways, familiar passages and ones we love a lot because of not just, like I say, how the words roll off the tongue or they sound in the ear, but what that, what that portrays and shows us of our standing in our Lord. Uh, um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ, Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded uh, toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. (coughs) Pardon me. 
verse 11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. And you notice in this, in, in this first dozen verses of Ephesians, uh, of the standing that God's people have, because of those things that he has done. There's nothing in here that says that we did anything along the way. It didn't say you acknowledged the greatness. You, you did, it, it shows nothing of this. It speaks about that we have those things in heavenly places, that he chose us before the foundation of the world, that he, uh, 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 according to the good pleasure of his will, these things were done. We were accepted in the beloved is how we were accepted, not of ourself. That um, uh, he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Having made known in verse 9 that unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that uh, he would gather all things together in Christ. Um, this shows and speaks of all, and very well supports and if you want to look at it that way, a supporting and uh, exp explanation and putting forth of all those things that worked together for the good of God's people to them that love him, that are called according to his purpose. And here it speaks about not just called according to his purpose and then there you go and then, and then we take the ball and run with it. Start to finish of God's purpose and of his doing. Um, and God's people have no problem with, with that. Um, uh, it's just there's no burden put upon God's people of, of a doing or of a uh, 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 how is it taken care of that uh, it's all of him and it says after you have believed in that believing we know it we go on in a couple other places that say it's completely of God um, And in chapter 3 of, of Ephesians, while we're here, <clears throat> chapter, th chapter 3 of Ephesians, starting with verse, uh, with verse 6, chapter 3, verse 6. It's it said uh, um, it, 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 God's purpose before was revealed by His Holy Spirit unto the prophets by the Spirit, and then in verse six it says that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of His promise by in Christ by the gospel, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto my me by the effectual working of His power. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things by, uh, by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places 
might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. But all these things as it speaks of here and uh, the grace that was given to him by the effectual working of God and in verse 11 according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord all these things are are purposed there's not a there's not a contingency plan there's not a and we often have contingency plans we were going to go up into upper Canada on a nice vacation this year it was burning up in up in Canada we had a contingency plan these things that we're seeing on the scriptures here of those things working together for good doesn't mean there's if this way doesn't work another one will all things that God has purposed to work for God's people for their good eternal good and um, and his glory and this um, just a couple of, a couple of thoughts and I'm, I'm closing in this part of it um, two of them one in in we're not going to turn to it but Genesis chapter 45 uh, there's there's quite a a lengthy reading about Joseph going down to Egypt and all the different things that took place there and remember what when he talked to his brothers and they realized who it was he said you meant these things for evil to me but God meant it for good to save much people alive I'm sure that when Joseph was in the bottom of the pit and a few things and carried away slavery and stuff that he was not first thing didn't come to mind but, ah this is good I know where this is going I'm sure that he did not was not the first thing that came to his mind it was not but he, he could see that this end of it and many times after the fact we can see too but uh, that how things were and then in in the book of Esther where we've been wonderful book of Esther and how things work together for the good of God's people that book is is right up there it is it, there's it's a wonderful book God's name is not mentioned in it and that that is often I think where some people might stop and not pursue it any farther but uh, in that situation it shows uh, things working together for good that that uh, uh, is going to is going to save those people alive and and a very um, it's a it's a good it's a good story but it's a it's a showing God's working how those many things in that instance come about for the good of his people and um with that, we may look at a little more in verse 28 at a later time of verse Romans chapter 8. But uh, for now, that should be comfort to God's people that we know that those things are not just, it's not just a saying, but, but uh, all things to bring us to an expected end, as it says. And with that, thank you for being here today. As Mike says, be free.